Hey, I'm Jonathan Alexander, one of the Panthers beat writers here at the Charlotte Observer. And I'm Elena Getzenberg, the other Panthers beat writer at the Observer. And you're listening to Panthers Tracks. Just got done with week 16, entering week 17, and the Panthers snapped the three-game losing streak uh, by beating Ron Rivera in the Washington football team in, in what was dubbed the revenge game. Unsurprisingly, people were not pleased. Panthers fans were not pleased um, because, you know, the win did you – know, the Panthers were projected to pick number four in the draft – had they lost, they would have been number three. Um, and because they won, they fell down to number nine. So Panthers fans were not happy. Um, but Matt Matt Rule definitely wanted to address that. Um, he said playoff teams win in December. And he, he felt that the Packers game and the Redskins game was a perfect learning opportunity for his young team who played all seven defensive rookies that they drafted against the Packers. And, and most of them against Washington, uh, a good learning opportunity to learn how to win in December. So it could kind of teach them how to be a playoff team. But he's, he's trying to tell you guys, you know, um, you know, he didn't he's not a tanker. He's not going to tank. They don't believe that tanking helps in the long run. He's trying to build a culture of winning. Um, what you would you make of it, Elena? Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I think he came very <laughs> he had talked about it after the game on Sunday, um, but he expressed to us um, that he was that was an exhausting game. I guess when you get a lead early, <laughs> it's a it's you gotta you want to finish it off strongly. So I think that went into it. But he came prepared Monday morning, wanting to talk about certain subjects, um, especially the Panthers' recent you know, since the Super Bowl run in 2015, you know, it has been a great stretch in terms of winning in December. I mean, winning in general, I guess, would be the argument against that. I think winning in December is important, but I also think, like, if they lose to the Saints, it's not yeah. going to really impact, you know, the 2021 team so much. But I understand where he's coming from, and I do think it's important. Um, but I honestly think more important than that is, like, some growth we're seeing from individual players. Like, he's... You know, Matt Rules, this is his thing, though. This is nothing about what he has said Sunday, nothing about what he said Monday is new. If you've been listening to him for months or just reading our stories on charlotteobserver.com, um, you would know that he's felt this way forever. He's always going to play the starters. He's always going to want to win. And he's going to want to build. The, he's building a mentality. And that's been something he came in, you know, a year ago in his opening press conference. That's just that's his mentality. So if it's a surprise, then you haven't really been paying attention. That's just kind of how he approaches this team in general. Yeah. And, and the fact that he played Brian Burns was evidence of that. I mean, yeah. he, he, said he, wasn't, he said he wasn't going to shut down players. Brian Burns is your best defensive player, second year, younger than a lot of rookies uh, on this team. And he had a knee injury. That knee injury was, was serious enough that it put his, his status in, in doubt. It wasn't – surgery serious but um you know it was a it was an injury that he couldn't miss this week but brian burns said he felt better on saturday which is one day before the game and matt rule says okay if you're healthy enough you know we're gonna play you and you know he wants to win the players want to win they think it'll, it'll be better for them in the long run than trying to get a higher draft pick that may or may not work out you know typically yeah. first round draft picks especially that first 
20 are, are, are going to be really good. Um, you don't typically miss that much unless you overreach for a particular position. But, you know, first round, there are a lot of great picks in the first round. While they're projected to finish uh, pick number nine right now, it could change uh, depending on the result. They could fall as low as 13, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're tied with a, a few teams. Um, I think uh, they if, like if they won and the teams like the Patriots lost, they would have the same record as them. And, and a few other teams, I think the Broncos are there. Um, 49ers, I believe. Um, yeah, there's a whole, there's like, it's like one outside of the first two picks, three to 15 is like pretty much like deadlocked. Like there's a ton of teams with very similar records. So there's a lot still to be figured out. Um, but I also think like what you're saying, you know, you know, it's not great. You want, if you can get the third overall pick, God, yeah. you know, like no yeah. one's arguing against that. That gives you like, even if they decide to trade back from it, it's still like a net positive. Um, but it's not the end, you know. I think there's the Panthers have so many needs. I think a quarterback is obviously, you know, is Teddy Bridgewater the long term? No, but I also think, you know, Teddy Bridgewater can be good enough that, like, if he's your quarterback, and I expect him, you know, I think we both expect him to very much so be on this team in 2021, and very well could be most. I kind of think most likely he's starting Week One, 2021. If you ask me right now, even if they draft a quarterback. But you have that you have that Teddy Bridgewater contract in case you want to go a different way in the first round. Maybe a, there's a really good left tackle that ends up falling or right tackle, depending on what happens with Taylor Moon. Like there's just and the defense that's not even getting into the needs defensively. So I yeah. just think they have so much to address that. Yes, you'd love to get a quarterback, but they're not getting Trevor Lawrence. So no one else is like a for sure, you know. You know, you'd love to get Fields, but who knows? I mean, he's he's more of a maybe he'll be good. We don't know yet. So yeah, I just think every it's a. I think no matter what, they are most likely. I don't see them beating the Saints, so I think most likely they'll end up in the top ten, and it'll be okay. Yeah, I th- I think what we've seen from from many draft experts and people who really study this and and scouts is that the only sure guy you know, that you have to take is Trevor Lawrence and he's being taken number one. And I, I've seen Trevor Lawrence playing in college and, you know, he's different. You know, Trevor, Trevor Lawrence, is, there's some play, college players who don't deserve, who don't belong in college. And Trevor Lawrence is one of those guys. Yeah. Um, but outside they, were of that, never, they were never going to get Trevor no, Lawrence. And, and they were never going to get Trevor Lawrence. And, and I think it's important that you don't reach. I think, mm-hmm. you know, Justin Fields, definitely, they see that potential. I think a lot of, Team see that potential in him, but you you never know. Ohio State doesn't have a great history with quarterbacks. Um, in it's a tough uh, week for Ohio State quarterbacks. Uh, definitely a tough week for Ohio State uh, quarterbacks. Dwayne Haskins was released um, by Washington after the Carolina Panthers game, which is you know unfortunate, but you know he had made some mistakes. But you know, like I was saying, Ohio State quarterbacks don't have a great history in in the NFL. Um, I don't know if that'll affect Justin Fields, but you know it's a question and. Um, you know, Zach Wilson has gone up in, in draft stocks, but, you know, I've, I've heard that, you know, there's still question marks about him. So, uh, you know, it's, it's not the end of the world. Just like you said, Panthers have a lot of needs. Um, left tackle being one of them, potentially right tackle. Um, you know, another D tackle, pass rushing D tackle, maybe linebacker, cornerback, tight end. The, and, the, the, and it's not like, uh, one of these positions is like, oh, we have to have this position more than the other ones. It's it's just about equal. 
Like, you know, you know, they have needs in, in all those areas, significant gaps in all those areas that they have to address, whether that'll be free agency or or the draft. Um, you know, they a quarterback is not what they have to go after. Yeah, I would actually argue like those positions that you just named that quarterback. Yes, the, if the quarterback of the future is there, get him. They need a future. But like in terms of needs for next season, like quarterback is somewhat low, like yeah. compared to some of their other needs. We're like, I don't know. I only know Matt Paradis is starting on the offensive line next year. Yeah. Outside, of that, there's a lot of question marks and that's a concern linebacker like you you just listed in positions that to me yes they need the quarterback of the future but like in terms of 2021 there's a lot of positions i would think are more pressing yeah absolutely totally agree with that so moving on to our 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 second segment and you know panthers have their season finale against the saints um you know initially i didn't know if if this would be a game the saints would be up for but they're battling for the number one seed so they They'll, they'll likely play their starters uh, this game. And, and I think Matt Rule sees this as an op- another opportunity. Game can be played at 425, another opportunity for a team to go against a playoff team that's playing their best um, or that will play their best. Um, mm-hmm. You know, what do you, you make a, of this uh, final matchup? What's, what's going to be important uh, for the Panthers here? Yeah, I'm actually really excited to see um, Teddy Bridgewater because (laughs) his best game of the season was against the Saints, Um, Mm -hmm. like by far. Like it's not close. I mean, I think you think of there was a sack at the end that ended up resulting in a really long Joey Slide field goal attempt. But I actually don't think that particular sack was on Teddy. There have been others. I think actually his season, you could argue, has gone downhill since that game. But his has decreased since that I mean, he completed over 80% of his passes. He looked great in that game. So I'm really excited to see how he closes out the season. Um, and I think that could actually be a huge factor in how the game goes, how he plays um, without Christian McCaffrey for a 13th game of the season, yeah. most likely. Um, so, And I also think the other thing to look for in this game is, I mean, this defense, we've seen them improve throughout the season. And I'm just kind of excited to see, like, how they close it out because this is like we saw Alvin Kamara score six rushing touchdowns last week. And I just think this is good. And this is a Saints team that has a lot, like you said, a lot of incentive to want to win this game because then they could get a week off, which is huge. Only one, only one NFC team and one AFC team gets that. So I just, you know, this is a kind of, it's a playoff game for the Saints. So I just kind of curious to see how they match up. They matched up with the Saints last time, but Mm -hmm. It's kind of a different mores on the line in a way. So I'm just kind of curious to see how they compare. Yeah. this is, and, and that was a point that was going to be my key was, was seeing how this defense was going to perform. Yeah. You know, this, fans could treat this like a Super Bowl. Uh, you know, they didn't do so great on defense uh, against Drew Brees last time. Drew Brees kind of carved them up. You know, they slowed, they slowed Alvin Kamara, but yeah. Drew Brees kind of, you know, did what he wanted. Um, they got that turnover by Brian Burns, which was crucial for them to stay in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, just looking at how they've played the last few games, the Lions was a shutout. The Vikings was a great game until that last drive. Um, they played awesome against the Packers in the second half. It was it was great. Um, first three and a half quarters against Washington's football team was amazing. Um, Broncos was the only outlier 
um, where they had a step back. And I thought that I thought, in my opinion, Phil Snow outcoached himself um, and um, in trying to, you know, after after being criticized for not blitzing against the Vikings, yeah. he sent the blitz a lot against the Broncos and they just screamed them <laughs> to death. I thought Russell he, Douglas also just had it bad. Oh, that was and, a bad. Yeah. <laughs> and Russell, yeah, Russell Douglas just was not there. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I think this is the, you know, if, if they can continue to build off what they've done in, in, in recent weeks, you know, I think that could definitely go a long way. You see Derek Brown improving even in the pass rush. And, you know, I think, I think we haven't, I think Derek Brown has gotten a lot of uh, criticism, not a lot, but he's gotten some criticism because you haven't really seen the sack numbers. Um, but he is tops among rookies in most pressures. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes those sacks just don't happen. But I think Derrick Bryan's had a, quietly a, a good year. Um, and you can really see this this defense building. Um, Jeremy Chin, Derrick Brown, Brian Burns. Um, you know, Troy Pride has been okay, you know, for a fourth-round pick. You know, he's in, in somebody who's been thrust into the role immediately. You know, you can you can see the, the future of this Panthers defense. Um, so I think – this will be a huge test for them and, and one that they can really kind of prove to themselves that, you know, they do have something building. Yeah, that was a knock about come about Derek Brown coming out of college was that that was a big thing. Like I remember like writing up things on Derek Brown versus Isaiah Simmons and like all that. And that was the big thing about Derek Brown was like he doesn't get a ton of sacks and you shouldn't expect him to. But I think like he's the pressures, he's been really improving. And I think like you just said, like, He's had a to me a positive rookie season because he's improved, and I, I think that's what you're looking for. Um, the other rookie I would point out is Yitor Grosmatos, who like missed like a ton of games, yeah, for, like, all sorts of stuff. But like I think he's done well. He hasn't been great. He's not bad. He's like done well, and I think that's someone who they need. Like next year, he he is in place to be the starter opposite Brian Burns, like on the line. And I think him continuing to improve is like huge. Like I think that is going to be really big for twenty twenty one. So how he performs in the last game of season will be interesting to watch too. Yeah, I forgot to mention Yator, and uh, I, I definitely want to see him take a step up. Um, yes. You know, next season. Um, because he's another key. Because those other guys are gonna be good, you know. And if he can, if he could take. And he yeah. has that ability, you know. He got a sack last game. They invested in him, right? Like he was yeah. a second round pick, like a high second round pick. So yeah, he, he was drafted before Chin. You know, they thought they thought that much of him. So you know, it'd be key for him to step up. You know, if the if the defense wants to get to where they they want to get to. Um, and and uh, they got some other young pieces too. I don't know what they'll do with Dante Jackson next year. I mean, after next year. Um, you know, he has one more year on the rookie contract. Um, you know, Shaq I thought Thompson. he's played well, though. Sorry, we mm-hmm. thought he's just played yeah. well after the toe. Like, yeah. I think Dante, I've been really impressed. Like, I thought he had a great game against Washington, against Green Bay. He he had a great game. Like, Matt Rule said he thought it was the best game he's played. And, I mean, Devontae Adams, like, <laughs> got shut down. Like, I just think Dante, like, he's had his ups and downs, but I think he deserves credit when and for how he's played at the end of this season. Yeah, he received the game ball after the Washington game. Say so he threw it to him five times and five incompletions. And I, you know, I think Dante Jackson, he he hasn't seemed to be one that's lacked confidence, but uh, you know, not at no. all. But he's, but he, but you can see him playing with confidence. I think it's hard to find a corner who. I think as a corner, you have to have confidence because yeah. you're kind of on that island. You know, you have to 
have some sort of confidence. Dante Jackson is not short in confidence. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you can see him playing with that. Uh, you know, I, you know, I, when Washington threw his way, you know, you could kind of see he knew that it was going to be incomplete. Um, so, you know, that's good, and and that's good for his future with the with the Panthers if they decide to continue with him. I know they like him for sure. Yeah. And um, the toe was really hampering him early in the season, and, and he seems to get that fixed. I, I I I don't know why they didn't do that earlier. Why they didn't sit him earlier, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think you know, turf. I was a turf toe, and I think those are those can be weird, right? Like you can mm-hmm. think like I think a lot of times some guys just need rest, and some guys can't play on it at all. And I think I mean credit to I think. Brian Burns deserves recognition for a similar thing, but like credit to Dante for wanting to play through it. Like I think last year we saw Dante like struggle mentally with injuries. Um, And I think this year credit to him for wanting to play through it and to Brian Burns as well. I mean, I thought, you know, Matt Rule almost kind of ruled him out like at the beginning of the week and he willed himself to play. And I think both of those guys deserve credit for, wanting to play through those injuries. I mean, there's a whole list of other guys, but those those two stand out to me. Yeah, Brian Burns is an amazing player for sure. And yeah. uh, I didn't just the way it sounded from Matt Rule, it didn't sound like he'd be, you know, be ready. And that, and, and that injury was kind of – it looked like he kind of twisted his knee. I, I You know, I watched it a few times when he was trying to sack mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers. Just still got the sack because uh, Aaron Rodgers kind of, you know, tried yeah. to avoid him. Um, but he, he found a way to – he found a way to play. So yeah, you know, I, do, I do think one other thing for this weekend's game is just that I think you go into the off season and like, you don't want that last game to have a huge impact. And I don't think it will, but I just think it's an opportunity for a few guys like Mike Davis, like he's a free agent. And I think it'd be smart of the Panthers to bring him back as McCaffrey's backup. I think we've seen that in position needs to be invested in, but I just think it's an opportunity for a couple guys to like, and Curtis Samuel is another example of this. Kind of just put like an exclamation, you know, like kind of put a close the book on the season in a positive way. Cause I could also see the game getting really ugly potentially. Like I yeah. think there's an opportunity for that. So I think the Panthers keeping it competitive and like some guys stepping up is going to be interesting yeah. to watch. Yeah. You don't want to see it get out of hand on the last game. You don't want to go into the off season on a sour note. Like last year when when Will Greer started, got injured in the second quarter. So you don't want to see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and you know that you you want to have some positive momentum heading into the next year. So yeah, it'll it'll be interesting. We'll be watching for a lot of different things. Um, you know, four twenty five Fox Panthers vs Saints. We'll uh, move into our third segment: uh, overreaction, underreaction. Um, you know what's trending. Uh, you got an email. I'll let you, you know, start that off. What did that email suggest? Yeah. So, I mean, this is honestly something I've heard. I heard before this season, after they signed McCaffrey to an extension. But there's some, t- I think there's a corner of Panthers fandom that would like to see Christian McCaffrey traded for a draft pick or traded for some other commodity, maybe a quarterback. Um, I don't know what the market is for Christian McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. I guess it would be okay. But this injury stuff hasn't helped but do you think that's an overreaction or an underreaction i think that's a little bit of an overreaction um you know i could understand you know the the angst and him being hurt all this year and 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 wondering what that means for his future um but you know it's only been one year he had been healthy prior to that um and you know they did sign him to this huge contract uh it's a lot of money um (laughs) and, and maybe 
I, I don't know what you would do if you had to do that situation over again. Do you just let him walk? Or do you let your best player walk? Somebody you invested in walk? I don't think you do. Uh, I do think it's a little bit of an over, overreaction, and I don't think you're going to get a high draft pick for Christian McCaffrey at, at what he cost either, knowing that he had the injuries that he had this year. I think it would, depends when you even be able to find what they would be looking for for him. Yeah, I agree. I think there will be a time. I don't think you can say the Christian McCaffrey contract was a bad decision yet, just because like the Panthers also view him as a wide receiver kind of in a way. Like He's not just a running back in their eyes. Um, I think there will come a a couple years, there will be a time to like really be like, was that the wrong decision? Yeah. Um, but after not have, missing a game due to injury in the f- first three years of his career, I just think it's too early just because one injured season to say like, oh, he's got to get out of here or anything like that. Yeah. yeah. I think paying Christian McCaffrey at 24 is different than paying Jonathan Stewart at 28, 29 or something like that or, or trying to pay or – D'Angelo Williams at 30 or whatever. I mean, you know, it's his first contract. You know, he's your best player. You invested so much in him. I think they they did what they had to do. Um, anyway, second one, uh, Teddy Bridgewater, overreaction, underreaction. Teddy Bridgewater is not the, uh, the franchise quarterback of the Panthers. It's not the answer for a franchise quarterback of Panthers. I I now now seeing sixteen no fifteen games, I say that is not an overreaction. What do you think? Yeah, <laughs> no, it's not an overreaction at all. Certainly, um, no, I don't think this was. I think the thing coming into the season was was Teddy Bridgewater like kind of how I viewed it was was Teddy Bridgewater going to do enough to prove like that he's the guy and, or was he going to be, I mean, he's been kind of average in his career, right? Like this isn't like shocking. Like this is kind of the quarterback Teddy Bridgewater is. I mean, do you say, Oh, you could point to the offensive line, like an inconsistent inconsistency is a left tackle, not having Christian. Like how do you calculate those? I mean, Teddy Bridgewater on his own is not enough. And I think that's why he's not a franchise quarterback. But you also kind of go into the offseason like he's fine, right? Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's not like losing them games really. I mean, I guess that Green Bay yeah. game point too, but he's not really losing them games. He's just not really winning them games either. So no, I don't think it's an overreaction, but I think it's kind of like what should have been expected from Teddy Bridgewater. Like I don't think to me this season's not a surprise. This is yeah. kind of what we thought he was. Um, which is why they didn't sign him to like that third year is very like picking you get rid of him very easily, you yeah. know, it could be a two year thing. So I think that's an important point. And it, it, it does, it does irk me a little bit um, when I see, uh, you know, people, you know, nitpick every little tiny little thing mistake he makes um, without putting things into proper context. And it, it, it reminds me of, of, you know, how people treat, you know, Cam Newton, you know, mm-hmm you know, on his way out and did the same thing, nitpicked every little single thing. And I, I think that it is important to note that Teddy Bridgewater hasn't hasn't had his left tackle all season. Um yeah. You know and his start running. You know, like yeah, his it start is, running there. Caffrey is a fact. Like I don't think you can say, oh, you know, it's everything, but it is like this offense would have 
we saw it in that Kansas City game. This offense would have been different with Christian McCaffrey all season. Yeah, and I think the expectations were 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 sky high. Like I, I don't know what people wanted. Just like you just said, I don't know what people wanted from Teddy Bridgewater. Like he hadn't done anything to in his career. He had, I, when I say that, I don't mean he hasn't done anything, but he hasn't done anything to warrant you to expect him to throw 40-yard bombs downfield and go carry a team on his back. He hadn't done that, and he, he had been known as somebody who did what he needed to do to win games, not put the team on his back and run with it. So I think people put those expectations on him, and when they when he didn't fill those expectations, they nitpick every little single thing, and I don't, I don't think that is exactly fair to Teddy Bridgewater. I don't yeah. think it's a long-term answer, but that's okay. You know, the Panthers signed him to a three-year deal to figure out if he was a long-term answer um, and to serve that bridge and that gap. Um, so, not, <laughs> yeah, no pun intended. But I, 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 I think the Panthers are getting what they what they expected of him. Yeah, They probably hoped that he would do a little bit more, but I think they're getting what they expected. I would also, I think this is the last point on this that like when you're evaluating Teddy that I think everyone and like we need to keep in mind, like fancy to keep in mind. I've, we've talked about this off the podcast, but like Joe Brady, like there's been some weird play calling and like some of this, you know, the offense, Joe Brady runs the offense and he, you know, Teddy Bridgewater does it on the field, but like the offensive coordinator, I think, and Matt Rule, for that matter, also should share some responsibility. I, Teddy's the one on the field, so, like, he'll get the blame. But, like, why did they call a quarterback sneak on first and goal? Like, right. during that Packers game. Like, I think there's a combination. You know, Teddy, for sure, is responsible for his play. But I think, um, you know, the play caller and the pre- people who run the offense out off the field should also – sharing some of that responsibility. Yeah, it's, it's important to put things in con- context. And I, I think you should definitely want the best in your quarterback. You should definitely, you know, expect high, you know, have, I think you should have high expectations and want the best for your team, but you can't nitpick every little single thing without putting things in the proper context is, is what I think. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. And uh, last, uh, you know, I think, you know, we talked a little bit about it in the first segment, but, you know, winning Sunday's game was a terrible mistake for the Panthers uh, because it dropped them out of contention for third place. Uh, I think that is a little bit of a re- overreaction um, because I do think that there is some importance in learning how to win the, these games at the end. Um, and because, ben, like we mentioned, the Panthers have so many needs that they can address with a potential number nine pick or or even – later down the line yeah I mean I just think too like I agree completely with what you said I also think it's an overreaction I think it's a pretty I think the way people are reacting is a big (laughs) overreaction but um I just think too like you look at a team like for example let's look at the Giants right they they're pretty happy with their quarterback kind of overall Daniel Jones who they drafted high in the first round they had a good draft pick or Mm -hmm. they you know they they picked him very high in the first round that team is still like pieces away like they're still really reconstructing and so like I think it's easy to be like oh but if we drafted a quarterback it would solve x y and z but I just think like you said there's so many needs and it's not necessarily like a problem solver like and you don't want to draft you know say the Panthers pick were four you know who knows like maybe the core they don't like the top couple quarterbacks and then they end up reaching for a guy who should have been picked later like I just think 
overreacting to that before the season's even over and like the draft pick is secure is just let's we say this every podcast but like just calm down yeah yeah (laughs) you just don't it's not worth going through if what you know they won the game and Matt Rule was always going to go into that game trying to win. So it is. Yeah. Sam Darnold wasn't the entire answer for the New York Jets. Um, (laughs) I think, I think that the chargers have something special in Justin Herbert, but they're a long way away away from, I don't want to say a long way, but they're, they're not close. You know, to be in a Super Bowl contender. So I mean, it's nice to know that, like, right? It's nice for the Chargers to be like, "Hey, we have our guy," but then it's like, "Okay, what's next?" So yeah. it's still like, does it matter the order? You probably want your rookie quarterbacks are cheap. You know, they're on those yeah. cheap deals. You want the team ready for when he's ready to play. So that's a right. factor. Exactly, that's a perfect point right there. Well, you know, that's our show. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys next week. So that's our show. If you like this podcast and want to see more projects like this, please subscribe to the Charlotte Observer Sportscast. We get unlimited digital access to our sports section with our current deal for 99 cents for each of the first three months of your subscription. That includes coverage of the Panthers, the Hornets, NASCAR, UNC Charlotte, high school sports, UNC Chapel Hill, Duke, NC State, and more. You can find the Sports Pass at charlotteobserver.com slash sportspass.